first scripture reading comes to us from 1 Corinthians, number, uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. Listen now for God's word to us. Paul, called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and our brother Sososthenes to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Jesus Christ, called to be saints, together with all those who in every place call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God has been given to you in Jesus Christ. For in every way you have been enriched in Christ, in speech and knowledge of every kind, just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our God and Jesus Christ. God will also strengthen you to the end so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord. God is faithful. By God, you are called into the fellowship of God's Son, Jesus Christ. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Our second scripture reading today comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 49, verses 1 through 7. Listen once again to God's word that is to us and for us. Listen to me, O coastlands. Pay attention, you peoples from far away. The Lord called me before I was born. While I was in my mother's womb, he named me. He made my mouth like a sharp sword, and the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me a polished arrow, and his quiver, he hid me away. And the Lord said to me, You are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. But I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and vanity. Yet surely my cause is with the Lord and my reward with my God. And now, says the Lord, who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him and that Israel might be gathered to him, for I am honored in the sight of the Lord, and my God has become my strength, he says. Is it too light a thing that you should be my servant, to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the survivors of Israel? I will give you as a light to the nations, that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and his Holy One, to the one deeply despised, abhorred by the nations, the slave of rulers, kings shall see and stand up, princes, and they shall prostrate themselves because of the Lord, who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, who has chosen you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. 
What does it mean to be called? What is God calling you to do? Who is God calling you to be? People throughout the ages have been wrestling with these questions, discussing them at great lengths, and trying to discern answers to them. We read about stories of God calling God's people all throughout the Bible. God called Moses. Through a burning bush, God said to Moses, 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 lead my people, command my people, remind my people that I am their God. God called Jonah. Using a large storm and a big fish, God reorients Jonah's fleeing path to proclaim good news to the people Jonah hated and despised. God called Mary, sending angels to assure her and affirm her. God says to her that she was indeed the one chosen to carry the Holy One, the Savior, the Messiah of all. And we can't leave Jesus off this list. God even called God's self to heal and forgive this broken and fearful world through the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And these are just a few examples, just a few names of our ancestors of our faith who were called by God. And so you might be thinking to yourself, Lauren, I was already a little perplexed by this idea of call, and I sure haven't heard God speak through a burning bush, and I sure haven't seen God act through a big fish in the St. John's River, and I sure haven't experienced God through the presence of angels from on high. Maybe you have, and that's wonderful, but for those of you who haven't, I'm right there with you. Although I love these stories of burning landscapes and life-saving sea life and angelic announcements, and although I learned so many lessons from these stories about our ancestors of our faith, I too cannot help but want to read a call story that seems a little more relatable, a little more tangible, a little more, well, simple. And so my mind and my heart wander to this Isaiah text for today. This text you see is also a call story of sorts. The selection of text, as well as the text from Isaiah 42 that we read and heard last Sunday, are a part of what many scholars name the servant songs. And although the prophet is not named in this text, their willingness to respond to God's call by ministering to the nations, teaching the coastlands, caring for justice, serving as a light to the nations and a covenant to the people should not be overlooked. Although the identity of this prophet is unknown and uncertain, the call that God placed on their life 
reminds us that call stories can look different, feel different, and be different too. And often they are. As one commentator writes, we must remember that from the greatest figures in the history of Israel and the life of the church to the most anonymous woman and man, God's servants have their role as a result of God's calling. We, too, have a role as a result of God's calling. So, church family, what does it mean to be called? What is God calling you to do? Who is God calling you to be? As we all wonder and think and dream and discern the answers to those questions for our individual selves and for our collective whole, I invite you to participate in a spiritual practice with me this year. This spiritual practice, as Brianna alluded to, has its roots with Epiphany, which is the day that celebrates when the Magi visited Jesus. The wise men themselves experienced their own call story after all. And so this practice of star words originates from the story that tells of the star above guiding the wise men to live out their calling here on earth. So as Brianna mentioned earlier in your bulletin and there are extras around too, you should find a piece of cardstock that has a star with a word on it. I invite you to find it and take a look at it now. When you leave this place, I invite you to place it in a space that you will see every day. And throughout the next year, I invite you to wonder and think and dream and discern as you ask yourself, what is God calling me to do? Who is God calling me to be? How is the Lord of all calling me to be God's servant? How might this word lead me and guide me through the big moments of life and the small day-to-day -day moments too? And so this prophet from Isaiah reminds us of another lesson as we all discern what God is calling us to do and who God is calling us to be. This prophet reminds us that we are human. As the Reverend Dr. Christine Roy Yoder wrote when reflecting on this Isaiah text, in this text we encounter various themes of divine calling, proclamation, suffering and failure, and faith amid despair. I think it's safe to say our own faith journeys and call stories are a series of these things too. And yet, God still calls us to choose to respond to God's call. The Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, has chosen each of us and all of us. We too then have a choice. We can choose to respond to God's calling, or we can ignore it. In the scripture text referenced earlier, we read of our ancestors of the faith who also had a choice. After God called Moses, Moses then said, 
here I am. After God called Jonah, Jonah then prayed, What I have vowed I will make good. I will say salvation comes from the Lord. After God called Mary, Mary then sang, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And after God called this anonymous, unnamed prophet, the prophet then announced, The Lord called me. And let's just be very clear with one another. In between the lines of the text and in the text itself, we read of the hesitancy, the weariness, and the uncertainty these people experienced who were called by God. After all, they were human too. And I think it's safe to say that these people and so many others who were called by God sometimes felt the tension between being comforted and confused, doubtful and determined, overwhelmed and overjoyed. Church, have you been there? This choice to follow God's calling might sometimes feel daunting or distressing. And so when it does, I invite you to look at your star word and think of one small thing, one small act God is calling you to do. Make this spiritual practice relatable and tangible and accessible. Frederick Buechner, a profound author, inspiring theologian, and well-known Presbyterian pastor often wrestled with what it meant to be called. He once said, the place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. So, church family, what is God calling you to do? Who is God calling you to be? And just when we began to think that we will never complete the task that God is calling us to do, just when comparisons or expectations get the best of us, I invite you to hear this story as a word of encouragement. In my last semester of seminary, I met with a committee on preparation for ministry. This committee of the presbytery was one who journeyed alongside me from the first moment I began discerning a call to seminary all the way until I received a call here to Riverside. They prayed for me and they supported me and they met with me to help me discern what God was calling me to do and who God was calling me to be. And while discussing the question at that meeting, what does it mean to be called, the Reverend Raymond Gutterman, a pastor who was on the committee, sincerely looked at me across the table and said, when we talk about call and ministry, what if we used the word faithful rather than successful? All God calls us to be is faithful after all. The prophet, the Reverend Ray from across the table, and the prophet we read about in the Isaiah text today 
reminds us that we can only try our best to live out our calling. We can only try our best to do the things that God has called us to do, for we are human after all. And sometimes when we feel like we haven't gotten it right, when we feel like we have messed up or fallen short, when we feel like we have failed at the task at hand and have deemed it unsuccessful, we are reminded of God's grace. For God's grace expands from the heights of the mountains to the depths of the sea, from coastlands and marshes and everywhere in between. God's grace is to all and for all. God calls us all. And so the call story of this prophet in this Isaiah text reminds us of one more important lesson. God is the one who calls us, and God is the one who chooses us. At the beginning of this text, we read and hear the author's announcement to the world. Listen to me, O coastlands. Pay attention, you peoples from far away. The Lord called me before I was born. While I was in my mother's womb, the Lord named me. And then at the end of the selected text for today, we read and hear the Lord saying to the prophet, because I am the Lord, I am faithful. I am the Holy One of Israel, and I have chosen you. The prophet in Isaiah tells us that while they were still in their mother's womb, before they could even articulate an idea of what being called even meant, they trusted and believed that God had chosen them, had placed a call on their life. The prophet reminds us that before we even have a chance to follow God or deny the invitation that God extends, God calls us, God names us, God claims us, and God chooses us. Just as God chose Moses and Jonah and Mary and Jesus and the unnamed prophet in this Isaiah text and so many other ancestors of our faith, God chooses you. God chooses me. God chooses all of us and calls us to use the gifts that God has given us to bring God's love to this world, to be God's love in this world. So, church family, what does it mean to be called? What is God calling you to do? Who is God calling you to be? Amen.